Hello, everybody. Welcome to the NTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going, James? Doing good over here. <laughs> and uh, also got Josh joining us today from Drunken or Elder Drunken Highlander. I always want to put the drunken first. I don't know why. That's, my Twitter <laughs> handle has the drunken first. So oh, there you go. The, that might be the confusion. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's your day been? <laughs> it's been okay. I call that a work sick because I feel like butts, but we're at that point where I'm recovered enough to suck on a cough drop and talk about Magic the Gathering cards. So Right. Yeah. I mean, well, there's it's a great place to be. Right? I can't, I can't. talk about magic. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, before we jump right into everything here, uh, there's a couple ways you can support the podcast. You can uh, sub to us on YouTube. You can check us out on Spotify. Uh, we have a website, ntgplace.net. It uh, has all of our links and socials there. Um, but yeah, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, my name's Josh. I'm one of the members of Elder Drunken Highlander, which is a channel that focuses on putting up very, very weird off-the-wall deck techs mostly. We do like mostly just crazy stuff that we don't expect people to think of the first time they look at a commander. So one of the really cool ones we did is we, um, we've done, um, like mono blue aristocrats. We've done like Boros zombie tribal. Um, <laughs> it's just really fun decks. We, we make them work as, as, uh, as good as we can. And we usually end up coming up with a pretty functional deck list for a very, very weird deck archetype or some kind of crazy, like 12 step combo. And that's what we like doing. And then I'm also a member of the punt pals, which is a podcast that talks about, uh, it's a comedy podcast that's about losing um, because when you play Commander, that's what 75% of people do. So we figured that's something relatable to talk about. So if you uh, <laughs> like hearing about the ridiculous mistakes that people make in games that cause them to lose or just want to talk about Commander in general because it's mostly losing, that's a great place to look to. <laughs> Nice. Oh yeah, we that definitely got cool. some stories about that too. So uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite parts of the game is like getting totally blown out. It's very fun. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite one uh, for me was uh, when uh, we we just recently had um, Magic Con over here in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis not that long ago, um, and I had my red, green, white um, Sadar and Tana deck, which is a, honestly a pretty well made you know put together deck, um, and I had like the best start I ever had. Like I like soul ringed and designed into like got. Uh, Tana out and made the sapperlings, and then on turn five, I had I put out Mykoloth, and he ate everything, and he was huge. Love that. And card. then it, it was so good. I'm like, well, this is like the best start I've ever had. This is gonna be a great game. And then like during like that rotation, they're like a uh, path of exile. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then that was it. I lost. <laughs> I had nothing else. Use up all seven of your cards. Lose to one mana. At least you got to land. Yeah, yeah, I got to land. Yeah, it's like, but and, yeah. and then that was it. <laughs> it's it's fun when that happens. I was playing I was playing CDH like yesterday, and I had the the safest win of my life. So I thought it was like, uh, turn three, I had a Cavern of Souls in my hand and a Thassa's Oracle that in my hand and a Demonic Consultation in my hand and the mana to cast it all. And I was like, oh, I'll cast the Consultation first. So that they'll think it's a value consultation, and then I'll play Cavern of Souls on Wizard and cast an uncounterable Thassa's Oracle. That'll get them. And so I did that. They, they let the console go because either they didn't have anything for it or they thought it was just a value console. And then I cast the Oracle, and the the person completely last in priority cast Dress Down. And <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes, man. <laughs> yeah, part uh, of the fun. Yeah, yeah what, definitely. When did you uh, like start playing Magic? How long have you been playing? Um, a while ago. So I have an interesting origin story for Magic. I started in like 2009. But the cards I played with at first were like passed down from my parents and my uncle, who started the newest set I had access to was Homelands. Um, okay. So okay. I was playing like very old stuff. I had like green black flyers where I would try to like dark ritual hypnotic specter turn one, and my brother was playing like mono white weenie splash four lightning bolts, and those were <laughs> those were our decks, and we did that for like a year, um, mm -hmm. just playing like with the family members who gave us the cards, just with all old cards. And then it was like 2010 and I was in high school and I went to Magic Club and my first game was against um, like Elvish Piper Ulamog. So I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I go hypnotic, uh, Dark Ritual Hypnotic Specter, turn to uh, I attack and they discard Ulamog. And I'm like, that's a fake card. That's, there's no way it's a real card. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, they, they pipered in the Ulamog on turn four and I lost. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I, I started playing like a about like 13, 14 years ago, but the cards I started with were very, very old. So I have like a weird perspective. Yeah, that. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I was like before even like our time when we started, yeah, we both started around 7th edition. So we've been playing for quite a while. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, again, like we had a bunch of revised cards like handed to us. And so I was like, like we played with a ton of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I think one oh, yeah. of our we, first we, like, we, like sixty card tabletop decks I was playing like Zombie Cutthroat where you just like pay three <laughs> life to unmorph it. I'm like heck yeah, you just tap and kill stuff. It's great. And then yeah. like, our buddy our buddy Ben had like his just uh, tower of power wizards. It was just like a gigantic deck of just wizards. Like yeah, it, it was it was terrible, obviously, but like that's just what we had back in the day, you know. <laughs> Those are the days when you had like an eighty card magic deck because you didn't want to cut twenty cards from your deck. Exactly. Well, like, we, we didn't know what deck limits were. Like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I am. I'm a children's librarian, and part of like my job is I oversee like a magic club for tweens, and they do that all the time, and it's hilarious. I had to tell a kid he's not allowed to run four soul rings in his deck like a month and a half ago. I'm like, he someone donated like like four play sets of the Tron lands to the library and oh so i God. use them as like prizes for like a little mini tournament so a bunch of kids now have like full plays at the tron lands and one of the kids with like this tron they're ramping into like like seven mana artifact creatures that you get for your draft deck because you couldn't find any bombs so it's like not <laughs> scary tron but, like the castle from eldraine um yeah. or like the um like the seven mana vehicle from kamigawa that's a favorite um but like this guy had like all the Tron lands and then four soul rings. And I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's excellent. Funny. Those are the Wild West days, though. I kind of envy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the good days, man. <laughs> What's your uh, overall favorite card? Well, that's a hard question. I have categories. Um, I'm notorious <laughs> for liking the card Mirror of Fate. So mechanically, Mirror of Fate is my favorite card. It's a five-mana artifact that says uh, tap, sacrifice, Mirror of Fate, uh, exile your deck, and then choose up the seven cards that are face-up that you own in exile and put them back into your deck. And you can do a lot of very silly things. Like if you have two Mirror of Fates, you get to like fake Doomsday, which is really <laughs> great to do in non-black <laughs> colors. Or um, I, like to, I have a deck right now that I play called Reverse Doomsday where I put all my combo pieces into my graveyard and then intentionally exile my own graveyard and then put it back with Mirror Fate and then try to win that way. It's just really silly. 
I enjoy it. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's not good. It's not good, but that's not what right. Casual Commander is about that's, all the time. That's the point, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of like flavor, it's definitely Grizzly Bears. That was like the first Magic oh card God, that I Grizzly ever saw. Bears. Yeah, I was a I was a Yu Gi Oh player, and I don't know if you guys have seen the flavor text on Yu Gi Oh cards, but it's nonsense. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and then I saw like my like Magic cards the first time, and Grizzly Bears was just on top of the stack, and I read it, and I was like, wow. It's like a joke. It's like, don't try to outrun one of Dominaria's Grizzlies. It'll catch you, knock you down, and eat you. Of course, you could run up a tree, in which case it'll knock, the, in which case you get a great view before it knocks the tree down and eats you. And I was like, oh my God, that's a joke on a card. This this game is amazing. This game slaps. Yeah. Um, I, one of my yeah. favorites was uh, the old, what was it, uh, Gorilla Chieftain or Gorilla Titan or whatever? Oh, he's like, I want oh, a banana yeah. this big. Yes. And like the card art has his hands like this. <laughs> That was, apparently there's controversy about that. The artist was upset that that was the flavor text or something like that. Oh, really? I don't, yeah. Someone someone didn't like that who was one of the people involved in designing that card. If I, I Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I... Th- I mean, sure it's probably that. true. It's probably like they got the art back and like, oh, this is what I'm going to put for the flavor text. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. My, um, my actual favorite card in terms of like the card that I jam into literally all my decks, though, is Ancient Tomb. I love it. It's such a fun card. It seems really good, yeah. I really enjoy how it makes you have to pay the life, too, because it's just it's just such a funny thing to have. Because it's in all my decks, so I'll be like, no, don't attack me, I'm mono-white. Losing 15 <laughs> life this game to Ancient or 16 life this game to Ancient Tomb. It's just silly. Yeah. My friends who who know me, they'll point it out, they're like, no, I'm attacking Josh, because I guarantee he's going to put an Ancient Tomb into play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like what 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 do they I mean, say, Corey? Weird. In uh, in vin- in was it vintage or legacy like stacks or whatever? It's just like, well, uh, win cons on the board because it's like they have like you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, crypt, and they're like taking three every turn because they're missing their coin flip. It's like, yep, it's like they're bolting yep. themselves every turn. Win con and field, yep. <laughs> just let them kill themselves. I'm a big or fan. like when what was that was that you Corey the last time we were playing you were like librarying yourself for like eight damage a turn or something like that I was like well he's gonna kill himself yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do that every time too with Sylvan Library I almost always take eight it's just oh, whatever you win or yeah. you lose right it's, it's gonna like happen. I'm either gonna draw a bunch of cards that are gonna help me or I'm gonna lose like so whatever yeah i very like, much th- that's the worst when the games last like four flipping hours it's just like oh my god like this is awful <laughs> I, um, sometimes i like learned to play against a bunch of like people who favored like stacks and were mid-range decks and so i was like initially like a very cautious careful player and then I met a bunch of people who played like storm decks, and I was like, "Oh, this is the way! I can't go back now." <laughs> now I'm just like always take eight from Silver Library, always tap out every turn. Heck it, we're here to cast spells. Dang right, yeah, it's more fun I, though. I, man. I lean to almost always playing black in my decks, and so yeah, like, black is very much life's a resource there. So I'm just like, all right, go to one, don't care. <laughs> yeah, if you're you're still alive, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If they have a bolt on top, whatever, who cares? <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's your favorite commander deck you've built? Um, oh, that's a di- that's a really difficult question. <laughs> well, I have, or the I one have you play most often currently. I guess. Hundreds. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like I I proxy most of my cards, so I rotate through them pretty pretty consistently. So I play most of them. Um, the ones that I actually have in paper are the ones that I guess are like the ones that I really really like. I think my 
The one that I think is like my my baby is um, Bear Tribal, because um, obviously Grizzly Bear is okay. my favorite yeah. flavor card. Um, <laughs> and it's it used to be a Eula, um, but then they printed Wilson, and I was like, oh, I can have Folk Hero and draw a card when I cast a bear. That's so much better than having a giant removal magnet in the command zone, because Ayula's got to die. Right. I don't blame people for killing her. She's got to die. She's terrifying. <laughs> um, so now I have a, a Ward 2 commander that does something innocuous, and the deck is so much better. And it's just very right, fun. It's yeah. um, it's Bear Storm, so I like try to play like Ooh, okay. bear slash elf ball things. I'm trying to live by the flavor text of Runeclaw Bears, because okay. it mentions the bears and the elves working together. Um, and so I'm trying to like Cryptolith write all my bears and then do like a mana combo with that and then spam infinite bear ETBs into a Eula, fight everything, and then attack. <laughs> it's awesome. very, very fun. Yeah. That seems fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. It's, it's like definitely Timmy, it's the it's deck like that Timmy I Timmy and Storm in one. Yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? Exactly. Yeah, it's it scratches all the itch. I get to play cute bear cards. I get to take a lot of game actions in one mm -hmm. turn. I get to do yeah. something that I haven't seen other decks do, which I really like doing like unique things. Um, yeah, that's always fun. fun. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I personally am, uh, I like to play either lots of things on the board at once or big things. That's kind of usually my, I, I'm a very green player. So that's what green likes to do, you know, <laughs> go as wide as you can and just trample people. It's always a good time when you get to do that. I like and green because it's so versatile. It's yeah, I mean, it's great, honestly. It's like one of the best colors. It used to be very one-sided back in the day, but like now it's just like it has all of, it has a bunch of removal, it has a bunch of protection. Like the only thing you don't really get is counters. Like it's like the one thing like you don't really have, but like yeah. other than that, uh -huh. green does a lot of stuff. I have a mono green control deck that's built around like exactly what you said. The only thing green can't do is counter spells. It's really, really <laughs> right. fun. It's a, a Rasta in the command zone, so whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, I get a spider. And since I can't okay. counter your instant and sorcery spells, instead I'll play Thorn Mammoth. So if you cast an instant and sorcery spell, I'll get a fighter, spider and kill your commander. <laughs> <laughs> so don't cast that's, them. And that's how I counter that's, awesome. that's how I counter spell you. It's really fun. Yeah. I built, I think, more mono green decks than any other color combo or single color. Like by far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I feel just like so mono fun. green is so much fun to just like throw jank green cards in and it'll still yeah, be just see what it does you know green <laughs> can really surprise you yep yep me being a, a very you know green being very you know dear to me like it can very much like because there's there's you know, especially like you know older you know seasoned magic players all scoff like oh green you're you're so basic it's like green can do a lot man <laughs> yeah it will surprise you yeah, I have um, I have like mono green control. I have mono green spell slinger. I have mono green artifacts. It's just really, really fun to build. You can build really. Yeah. I think any archetype besides like certain like tribes or types that only have a little bit of support in green. I think pretty much everything besides like that, like the typal decks, can be built in mono green. You can really do anything. Right. Right. And there's Kari there who likes to just kill stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's I basically what he does. That's or or yeah, or reanimate. That's the other thing he does. <laughs> Green could main, do that too. Yeah, my main deck's Carador <laughs> now, so like I just reanimate everything. Oh, Carador is so much fun. Got green and black, and then some mm -hmm. white for removal. <laughs> yeah, for the things that black can't do, which yeah. is still very much a problem. <laughs> They've made yeah. one card, one for black to remove enchantments. <laughs> well, I think it's like three now, but yeah. The, the other ones give you, oh yeah, the other one's like six mana though. There's a couple now too that it's like each player sacrifices an enchantment or a creature. 
So it's like if you played it when they have no creatures. Yeah, then it's an enchantment. There's the one from uh, Kamigawa that says target player exiles a enchantment they control too, but that's like they have to pick the enchantment. Right. Not a fan. Which is usually not good. Yeah, if someone's hitting you with an enchantment that you want to remove, they usually have other enchantments too. Yeah. Yeah. Most decks do. What's my other like uh, favorite deck I built recently is I have a mono green super friends. That's fun. So yeah, yeah I just play like boring quacks and doubling seasons on to actually double the counters for the planeswalkers. Yeah, that's play, like, always the new fun. Nisa and just be like, oh, okay, now what are you gonna do? That's super <laughs> sick. I used to have mono green super friends a while ago, like seven, eight years ago with Freilis, and it was really, really oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a really lot of good. There's a lot of really good uh, green planeswalkers nowadays. So yeah. Yeah, back you then there weren't. They're just a bunch of three three beast tokens on the battlefield all the time. That was really the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school Garuk or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that card is so. I feel like everyone forgot about the four mana Garuk that untaps two lands and has an overrun. Right. That card is still really really good. It's only I still got play better. it. It's a really good card, man. It's, yeah. Overrun is very underrated. First of all, I know. And then untapping two lands, it can be any two lands. You know, like one of my favorite things to do is tap cradle and then untap it and then tap cradle again who doesn't want to do that we have so many like <laughs> new things that work with them too like i use them with war room a lot which is really great just draw mm-hmm. draw extra cards it's mono green so i only take two life it's fine it's right, just right. i think i think people have like that's a card that like as more cards have gotten printed people have removed that from their deck maybe maybe they had a bad experience where a flyer just killed it instantly or something <laughs> but like i feel like i feel like it's a card that people should put back in their decks it's a really really good card for yeah, sure, been, sure. it's in the it's in the vintage cube, and I've actually been drafting it higher and higher because if you get any of the dumb lands that are good to untap, then it's like, all right, I'm just gonna put this in my deck. Garuk <laughs> Academy. Yep, Garuk Academy. <laughs> Garuk, you know, Cradle. Garuk. Even Agent Two is pretty good with it. Like, yeah, well, I mean, no, that's I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> or you sure, just load up a bunch of like Utopia Scrolls on a forest. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So. Always a good time there. there. Yeah, there's just so much utility with that card. Like, I almost never use the second ability on it. Like, I'm almost always on tapping stuff or overrunning. It's like, yep. that's what you want to do. Same here. <laughs> we don't need more 3 3 beasts. No, I usually am making better things. <laughs> I think like I could probably. Flying Angels or something like that. <laughs> I think I've probably done it like less than five times in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if that, it's like, that's, if that's you jam it out, you usually do it so you can protect it, but. Yeah. Like if it's like turn four, nothing else on board. And maybe right, which these. for me, that's almost, that's pretty rare. So, but yeah. Games are always interesting though. Yeah. It's a really fun card. Usually when I'm, when I'm playing, I don't play a lot of Planeswalkers in my decks because people kill them a lot. And uh, yeah. I don't like to play creatures that much. I'm not a big creature guy. If I'm playing creatures, they have to have a lot of like velocity. They have to do things immediately after I cast them. I really hate untapping yeah. things. Um, <laughs> stor- storm player mentality. <laughs> um, so like, I don't have a lot of creatures in my deck. So as a result, I don't have a lot of planeswalkers in my decks because I can't protect them very easily. Right. Yeah. They just kind of die. Yeah. Which it's, makes sense. It's what I get. Yeah. It's a deck building issue. <laughs> Not really an issue, but consequence. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other? I, well, do you play that? What's the card I've been sneaking in a couple times for Mono Green? Is Avoid Fate. Oh, what's that one? It's like one green and it counters target uh, instant that targets one of your permanents. 
Oh, that's so cool. It's like a green counter spell for one, but it only could counter it if it yeah. targets one of your things. It's a that's very, a very specific card, though. <laughs> but it's yeah. good against removal when they try to just, like, you know, kill yeah. the creature. That's, like, literally all it's for. <laughs> it's literally removal, like, removal cool. protection. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's only your I creatures? usually have other stuff. Uh, it's, I think it's any of your permanents. Oh, okay, so, okay. Like, if they try and blow up your land, you can use mm-hmm. it. That's pretty cool. Which, yeah, yeah that that's fair. I There's usually the, have um, things but, that I use, but, yeah. The Emerald Dragon from uh, Baldur's Gate. I think that's also a green counter spell. It counters like an activated yep. ability. Yeah, it's like oh, um, interesting. It's kind of like a stifle, but green. It's weird. Yeah, there's a, there's another there's another like green counter and activated ability card that's really old. I forget what it was. I was on it for a little bit in my control deck, but it never came up. I, f- I forget the name of it. It's always interesting because every time I play, people are like, "What the hell is that card?" <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. That's fair. Yeah. I like um I like warping whale for the same reason. It's a colorless spell that says yeah. counter target sorcery. It has other modes too that are also really good. It makes like an Eldrazi Scion or Exile something with toughness one. Yeah, makes power one, one of the two. But yeah, it counters it, a it sorcery, be, which is so power good. Power or toughness one, I don't remember. But I used that's to have the mode a, I choose the most when I play yeah. it usually. Right. I usually that's usually stuff. what you're trying to target. Yeah, I um. So those are the annoying things usually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of annoying things are. Tiny ones like Mother of Ruins, which can't can't be yeah. saved by that because it's colorless. She can't protect exactly. herself. Exactly, which is yeah, which is really good. Yeah, mom, mommy's very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I usually use it to counter like board wipes or extra turn spells. I had it in my um my mono black wizard tribal deck or wizard typal deck. I was still getting used to that. Um, the uh, and uh, they um they didn't have it. There's not a lot of counter spells in black, but I was parodying mono blue, yeah. so I had warping whale and just a bunch of ways to recur it. And then I had um I had force of despair too, so people could play a creature. And I'm like, no, I'm, I don't like that. I'm gonna force your creature. <laughs> it's like it was good. a force of will. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny. <laughs> I like doing that for decks. I like building parody decks that parody like other colors or other strategies. It's really really fun. Right. I used right. to have a um. Oh, you guys know the the chain veil to fairy CDH deck. At all? I know the I know those cards. It's like a, at this point, it's kind of a deep cut. It was like a very very prolific deck in like 2018. Okay, um, okay. It's made a resurgence recently. It's back. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, it uses to ferry the six mana one that can be your commander and the chain veil to untap a bunch of rocks repeatedly, make infinite mana and infinite planeswalker activations, and win somehow. Um, oh God. <laughs> there's a yeah, it was. There's a guy in my my locals who played it a lot, and he was very good, and he was hard to beat. So um, when mm-hmm. they printed the dual deck, um, the blue white dual deck to fairy that got summoned by Niambi Faithful Healer, I was like, oh, here's my chance to make a parody deck. So <laughs> I made Thane Veil to fairy because the six mana to fairy from Niambi untaps a single card, so you can untap just the. Uh, the chain veil so if you have 20 mana in the chain veil you can untap him enough to use his alt which is take an extra turn and you can do that every single turn so i would he uh his deck was like a bunch of stacks because it's like gotta slow the game down so he can untap his stuff and no one else can so i played a bunch of just like counter spells and things that would play through his stacks so that his stacks worked for me and then i just hijacked his strategy and then won (laughs) parodying his deck Counterspelled this chainmail. Like I thought Adele this chainmail chain veil one game. It was really, really funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> uh, oh, how, man. Uh, how have you like Eldrain so far? You've used any build any decks with those cards yet or anything? Yeah, the set's really cool. The art is amazing. I think that's my favorite yeah. part of the whole set. It's just it all really the art. Is. Fantastic. 
I um, love the original Eldraine too, and this one. Like they're just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did such a great job. I really the like flavor the flavor uh, and everything. It's just it's just so good. Yes. Yeah. I built two decks because of Eldraine, I think. Yeah, two. One of them in just because of Beseech the Mirror. Um that card's sweet. Yeah. It's that really made good. me rebuild Grixis Malcolm because I want to turbo out Glenhorn Buccaneer with Beseech the Mirror. That seems good. Mm. Um, I've been loving that deck. Um, I could talk about that forever. I don't. We're going to skip over that though because <laughs> it's like a complicated CDH deck. Um, but the other deck that I really like from Eldraine, it's I've been having so much fun playing it. Is the Goose Mother? It's just such a fun card. Mm-hmm. And every time it's I really see, good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot like of my friends built it. I mean, what's up? It's almost like Hydrate Crisis in your command zone. Yes, like. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so versatile too. Like my, I, I built it. A couple, another friend built it, and a third friend built it. We all have different decks. One person is Voltron. One person is like birds, and I'm going all in on the eggs. My deck, I make as many eggs as possible, and I don't crack them for cards or life because a goose would never eat her babies. And then I play like <laughs> uh, Gaia's Anthem and margin machines so that the eggs become creatures with power and toughness, and then I overrun and kill everybody nice. because a real it. goose mother would raise her babies to be ferocious geese like her. <laughs> it's really fun. There's like there's like a feeling of power from like a quarter calling in like a cyber drive awakener, so all your eggs become four fours. The casting overwhelming stampede to give them all plus fifteen plus fifteen from your massive goose. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's great. I love the play patterns too because I don't attack with the goose because I'm trying to just protect my nest. So I just play this giant goose and I sit there and if people kill it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I get to play another goose. And so eventually people learn. They're like, oh no, don't mess with Josh's board. Mm-hmm. He just wants to replay the goose. If you can't kill the <laughs> eggs, don't do anything. I just get to sit and dirtle all of my heart's content and no one messes with me because it's it would help my game plan if they killed the goose. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's I actually, cool. I that's, really just love the deck so much. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, we have um, we have a deck tech for it on the channel. Actually, it's like a little like ten minute thing that we do. Where we go over it. Awesome. It's, it's a really good time. Yeah, I just Heck built because yeah. uh, I saw the artwork and I was like, I must build that deck. So I just built uh, Sir Ginger the Mealender. So it's oh, colorless and it's he's actually awesome. really good. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know, because you would think colorless, you'd think Eldrazi, but instead I just built around that second part. But like when it goes to the graveyard. So it's like all the artifacts that like sack themselves and just keep buffing the Sir Ginger. So it's almost like a Voltroni like that. But you get to just scry, draw, and do all these weird combo things. And you're like, cool. <laughs> and War, War Room's super good in it too because it's pay zero mm-hmm. life, draw a card. I mean, <laughs> what oh more God. do you want, man? <laughs> That's cracked. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I just build a deck that just spams War Room and Colorless. How do I do that? <laughs> I can like ways. I can turn it into a creature, um, and then I can untap it with like an Ice Cron Scepter combo, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. God, you're giving me ideas. Well, you can make it an artifact and just use like Voltaic Key. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to do it infinitely. <laughs> I want to draw my deck of War Room. I'll think on that. That's a that's a future thing. There is a colorless Isochron Scepter combo that I don't remember that exists. Um, yeah, there's quite a few with Isochron, I think. And there is a way to just get infinite untapped and colorless. I can't remember what the cards yeah. are though. I I made a Reddit post about it like years ago. Yeah, I could is. I could go dig and find it, but <laughs> there's many wanna... forks when you're doing colorless. Yeah. They're not hard to find, especially these days. They decided to make a lot of stuff do that. So, 
you know, <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah, what's that? What's that card in in Eldraine that's like the the like, uh, the cake that's like eating people? That's hilarious too. I love that. Like the monstrosity, that card's amazing. Oh, the, I love uh, the devouring sugar mom. Yeah, 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 that. Oh, it's, that card's so good. <laughs> I love the Candy Kingdom thing they have going on there. It was yeah. so cool. Minstrosity and all that, and the the tough cookie and yeah, there's there's this oh God, Eldraine is so good. Ah, oh, I love the set. Yes, it's, it's amazing. It's everything one of the that best I want. Set that's coming in a long time. So yes, yeah. oh yeah, I'm just really excited for all the sets this year. Last year I was really feeling the product fatigue, and I was like, this is too much stuff. It's cool, but well, like, don't forget they, we had MT, we had uh, MTG thirty last year, which was yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad for MTG 30 though, because it was the last straw for like my locals proxying and now everyone just proxies decks and I don't have to play against bad CDH that's, decks anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much that, that is like, what happened. Right, I'm just going to start printing off cards. I usually own a copy of everything anyways. And it's like, if you really yeah. wanted me to go play it in a tournament, I would have to, do, I would just take apart my own decks and do it. But. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have to do when I enter CDH like tournaments. Royal pain in the ass. Like, yeah, no it's frustrating. You. I wish that more tournaments allowed um, no proxies. There are like um, for at least for Legacy and CDH, there are tournaments that do no proxies. Um, like the bigger ones for CDH are all, um, or not no proxies. Uh, proxies for Legacy yeah. they allow proxies, and then for for CDH the ones like run by Eminence allow proxies as long as they use actual magic art. But okay. like locals mm -hmm. still don't do it, which is really frustrating. Uh, we have a couple yeah. local game stores here that do allow. There's a shop uh, or two that I've been to that do allow proxies yeah, allow for like 15, legacy. Fifteen proxies. And yeah. It has to be. Yeah, but even that's prohibitive like... with CEDH though. Like fifteen oh, yeah, proxies oh, is yeah for sure not a lot. Like, You're still got a thousand. I mean, this is this is just proxies. for legacy. They do that, yeah. Yeah, and then they and and this but they but they pay shop, out you know, cash like store credit prizes, so it's not like you're playing. It's not sanctioned, so it wasn't. Yeah, so it was fine. That's that's my nitpick with it is like commander is not a sanctioned format and competitive commander is super 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 not a sanctioned format. So I don't yeah. understand why stores need to enforce like my my locals is seven right, proxies. Right, like why 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 do we need that? Just yeah, let seven go... proxies in a freaking commander deck. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, okay, great. There's dual lands and like half the rocks you need that are above a couple hundred dollars each. So mm -hmm. yeah, so it's. It's frustrating. I've been to ones that say you can proxy anything on the reserved list, which I think is more reasonable. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather yeah. just be like proxy, proxy whatever you want, as long as the proxy isn't a proxy you can use to cheat. Right. Right. Yeah. That's how it should be, honestly, because it is very prohibitive for some people. Yeah, like because like, I mean, like, when people use like, proxies I'm, too, I'm very lucky, and I, I am honestly both of us, but me especially, started commander like very early so i was lucky enough to get a lot of the cards before they went way up in price like they are now like gaia's cradle i bought that when that was 35 dollars jeez it Man, <laughs> this is like in 2010 so that's why it all of a sudden now it's like oh it's like i can buy a mox practically it's like what the hell but yeah like it's 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 ridiculous how much things have gone up just because of commander yeah so yeah, I, I'm more for when the proxies are like just printed on paper or something or like handwritten because like when they print it like actually on cardstock and it's really hard to tell if it's real or not. That's what it's like. Are you trying to get away with something? Yeah, <laughs> like it needs to be like a printed out like it looks like the card. Like you can get 
you can get printed proxies that are like made of this like same material as playing cards though. Oh yeah. That are really, really, really great. They look the People front looks like the real good cards. looking proxies, yeah. Yeah, as and long as you don't play You don't have to spend a thousand dollars for five whatever like yeah. MTG thirty wanted you to do. Yeah. Honestly, even I haven't seen any with like a magic card back. I've only seen ones with I have I have a couple um with a back that says abolish the reserve list, and I have a couple <laughs> with a back that just says proxy. Um but even if they didn't have if they had like a regular magic card back, they're clearly made of plastic, like playing card plastic. You can bridge shuffle them and stuff. Right. So okay. there's there's no way, unless you unless you're really not looking at them critically, there's no way you could think it's a real card. Yeah. Um and they're which, usually which like I silver like. bordered or something, too. It's like you can tell. Like they make it obvious normally. Yeah. The cool thing about them too is like if you if you get into like Photoshop and stuff, you can make some really really cool looking proxies. Oh yeah, I, I have sure. one that's uh, what is it? It's Earthcraft, but it's just the Ewoks. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. I bought it for like a dollar <laughs> online. Like it's just and like the back just says Magic the Proxying. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so that's cool. Great. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I love stuff like that. I got a foil jeweled lotus that someone gifted me. That's just like zoomed in and like a, like looks like a, a redrawn version of the art with like a different at like a different angle. And it, the foiling on it is like not the same way that Magic does foiling, and it looks so right. cool in the sleeve. I'm like, it's for a deck that I want fully foiled out. I'm like, I'm not even gonna get a foil jeweled lotus. Like, yeah, heck that. that. <laughs> this is prettier. I like this better. And it costs yeah, exactly. like twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah, instead of whatever the heck that costs now. Like, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a really pretty card too. It's probably like the prettiest. I don't know. I like it more than a lot of the actual magic cards that I own. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I've got a couple of cards like that. I mean, mostly of the things I have are tokens cuz I use I I use a lot of tokens. So <laughs> I do have some tokens that are pretty. Well, there was there was a few tokens that weren't even printed like until recently. Exactly. Yeah. Like I have like the Voja token which you can't even get. So I literally had to print it off. Yeah. Cuz yeah, cuz they just they don't make they don't have it yeah so it's just like ugh. so i've done that too <laughs> yeah the nice thing about tokens is like at least with those ones it's always been acceptable to draw your own right yeah. i couldn't imagine if like when i started playing like like high school magic club if i made a sapperling token off my night soil and i didn't have the actual sapperling token because of course i didn't and i just had like the the scapegoat tokens from Yu-Gi-Oh that i was using <laughs> if my opponent was like no you don't have a sapperling token your night soil can't make a creature i would have yeah, cried i would have like, cried and gone home like, really use just whatever dice <laughs> yeah cards, leaves, that's what we've whatever, always said i can remember when uh my 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 friend john uh he was playing uh uh, what was it? I think it was Bitter Blossom, the fairies deck, and he was using the old ancient muse from like the old uh Pokemon <laughs> 2000 movie or whatever it was that you got for going there. Yeah, like a that's whole cool. stack of those. Like he, he used those as his fairies, and people were like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" <laughs> that's like, super, I, haven't super seen, cool. I haven't seen one of those in like 20 years. I had a friend with a. Yeah, the best was when I was at a, a regionals one time or whatever. Uh, this when Hornet Queen was standard, and so at, whenever mm-hmm. this guy I played against played Hornet Queen, he just used B drills as the tokens. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. That's some that's some good uh, some good flavor right there. I have a friend who had a Tago deck for a little while, and he used actual like little tiny pebbles instead of the rocks, which is great. It was really, really fun. <laughs> Except you couldn't tell when they were tapped, which was relevant because he played like conspire stuff. So right, we told yeah. him to stop doing that. But <laughs> that's a little that's a little problematic. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know how many rocks you just tapped. They're all vaguely ovular. 
<laughs> yeah. Just Please use dice. Thank you. <laughs> Something we can tell. Yeah. Oh man. Even the dice is hard to tell unless the, like the dots are different or odd shaped. Yeah. Oh, we were, we had him do like a a die for untapped rocks and a oh, die for okay, tapped rocks, okay. and then he yeah, can put the works. rocks wherever. That way, he just has them at the top of his playmat, and we can see how many rocks are tapped and untapped. He ended up taking the deck apart because it was a pain in the butt to track everything. It was trying <laughs> yeah, to make as many that. tokens as possible <laughs> off of lands entering, and he ended up hating that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of decks yeah. that realize that like you know when you play them in person, it's like oh great, I have a thousand triggers and I have yep, to remember yeah. it all, and it's just really mentally taxing to play that kind of deck yeah. in real life. Where if you play it on the computer, you're like it does it, it all for you, and you're like ah whatever, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Brago, yeah, anybody? All of the freaking triggers? Oh my god, the deck's a pain in the ass to play. At one point we were drinking, and it was like late at night, and he cast a harrow, and he's like, okay, I'll make two rocks and two zombies, and someone pointed out a scoot swarm, and he's just like, I scoop. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do the scoop swarm math. It's it's 2 a.m. Uh, that's too many. Yeah. He's like, I'm done. He was he was like dead on board to flyers and was just trying to like take aim actions. He's like, I, I can't. Yeah. I'm taking this deck apart. I can remember back in college when like we would be playing magic and there there'd be some games where like the, they'd have to bring out the calculators because like life totals got too out of hand. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go and do something else. This is this is too much. <laughs> That's why I started I've, playing. I've been out of the game for like twenty minutes already, sitting there like doing this crap. So like, oh. <laughs> That's why I started playing combos because my my brother had a a math based life gain deck where he would blink Sarah Avatar with Trostani on the battlefield and other life Gross. total manipulators like you gained one extra life if you were to gain life but also this thing doubles the life that you gain and this guy gets a counter for each instance of life and I was like this is too much math I don't know how much life you have I'm just gonna one shot you I'm sick of this <laughs> yeah. yep good times. <laughs> Have you uh, oh, looked, looked at any of the Doctor Who cards yet? I have. I'm so excited for this. I just started yeah, watching looks the really show. Cool. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I just started watching it like a year ago, less than a year ago. Mm. Um, like right before they made the announcement, coincidentally. Um, I'm on, I just got like the season finale of the 11th Doctor with the silence. Um, mm -hmm. I literally just watched that. That's what I was doing right before coming That's, on here. Um, David Tennant? No, that's uh, that's, no, Matt that's Smith. the one, Matt this one Smith. after. Okay, yeah. yeah, I really like Matt Smith <laughs> and uh, Amy and Rory. They're, they're yeah, great. that's that's where I'm at too. I'm like almost to the end of the Matt Smith one because I like started and I I love David Tennant and I watched all the way through that. Yeah, and then I was slowly watching this one because I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna like the next guy. <laughs> right, you know. Well, David Tennant made such a mark on the show. It was yeah. very hard to follow. But man, Matt Smith's done a good job. So. I like him better, honestly. I like him better, but that might just be because I'm very infatuated with Amy and Rory. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. I have um, an Amy and Rory deck that I built. Well, it's it's Amy and the 11th Doctor because Amy gets Rory when she enters, so we don't need him in the command zone. And it's, <laughs> uh, Amy's like, when she deals damage, you remove that many time counters. Mm. So this whole set is such a flavor home run. It's amazing. They did yeah. such a great job. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, they really did. Yeah. Yeah. And I the art again, it looks really good too. Like I'm super excited for a lot of the cards that are going to be coming out. So, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Amy um removes time counters and she deals damage, uh, which I think you're supposed to use to get Rory because that's what she always does in the show. But I used it with um, all those suspend cards that resuspend themselves after you cast it, and I put a bunch of swords on her so she can 
get all the suspend stuff off at the same time. One of them says creatures can't attack you. So if you get a 4-4 unblockable Amy, creatures can't attack you for the rest of the game because you suspend it, and then every turn you have enough damage to remove all the suspend counters and cast it again. It's a really, really silly deck. That's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. We, we, I was like, Corey, was that you had a deck that had that a deck like that back in the day of Child of the Lara? Where creatures can't attack you? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was just... Uh... The Blazing Archon creature. Oh, no, it was Blazing Archon. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to build our own Blazing Archon. That's yeah. what we're doing. So, Blazing yeah, Archon, new, new but Blazing with extra Archon. steps. Yeah. <laughs> no, sweetie, we have Blazing Archon at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, That's basically what these are, right? <laughs> Isochron Orms chant, too. Yeah. So. Maybe I should rename the deck to Blazing Archon at home. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> That'd be really hilarious. I'd love that. <laughs> I used to play that because uh, I used to play like an Ankh deck. You know the oh Ankh of Neutral where they take damage deck. and they play a land. That deck and was you just terrible. Like, keep flickering your opponent's lands. Yeah. <laughs> it would just then, bounce literally everything. It was, and then it was I would play things like whatever you cast a spell, counter it unless they pay two or, or sacrifice a permanent or something like that. Like, it's just ridiculous. And then I had the. The what the suspend card that bounces something and then comes back with three time counters and you just keep oh yeah yeah things. so bounce your land bounce your land oh my wait, that's a yeah. permanent oh my gosh yeah. you're right yeah yeah it was awful it was actually terrible to play against like and we were very low power level at the time like mm -hmm. so for our play group that was a very high power level deck for us like we couldn't deal with that like it was horrible it's really funny like. What decks become menaces at the low power level? My friend um, yeah. has a cleric deck with pull from eternity, where he like feed hunters creatures and then pull from eternity them back into the graveyard. So if you kill the feed hunter, you don't get it back. And that was like one of the best decks in our like little group for a while because <laughs> you couldn't beat a deck that was twenty two feed hunters basically. Right. Yeah. And like if you if you go to kill the feed hunter, he's gonna respond with a pull for the eternity. <laughs> you're hecked. There's nothing you could do. Oh yeah. Yep, that's the worst. It's like even even now, like we have uh, like because there's something we have a guy that plays snakes, like blue yeah. green snakes with the unblockable snake. It's hard to beat that if you like because if you don't just like kill him first, eventually he has enough mana to just make his commander unblockable and hit you for commander damage. Yeah, like, he literally wins yeah. with just commander damage. Like so that's literally what he does. It's like that's great. My friend used to, to play a Cassetto deck, but it was um you know the epic spell that makes a snake every turn. Yeah. He would, he would cast Hive Mind and then play that, and he called it the Great Snake Mistake. And <laughs> he would have Cassetto on the board, and so he would win because he could buff his snakes and nobody else could, and no one else could cast spells for the rest of the game. Oh my god, screw it was, that. It was hilarious. That's it was awful. the funniest thing. It was like, it's like 16 mana to do the combo, so mm. it's fine. He can get it. Yeah. He can do that. That's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Although I will say, one of the decks that I did play against uh, when I was doing Commander Pods at MagicCon was someone had a Coma deck where he literally just like had cards that copied Coma. Oh my god, that's so that's it terrible to play against. Horrible. I would not so want every play turn that. he get like five or whatever or every upkeep. So not just his every upkeep, he get like five of those three threes that he just like sack if they you know someone targeted one of his comas he just sack them oh it's fine you know because it makes it indestructible or whatever so it was impossible to deal with like it was and he just like mow you over with like 50 damage like in like three turns it's like it was it was, it was, it was terrible <laughs> yeah i would i would definitely scoop to that i'm yeah I'm that, a big, was, that was rough 
I'm a big <clears throat> proponent of just scooping in casual commander when someone presents way too much advantage and control. You're just like, I don't yeah. want to play magic for another 30 minutes of you slowly beating us down. I know there's still <laughs> yeah. a chance for me to win, but I'm also here for fun. Good game, friend. You yeah. have a great deck. I don't want to play this for three hours. Well, yeah, that, that was the other thing too. Is like, what was it? Uh, like when Turgrid was a thing. I was like, I don't think people realize how powerful this card is. I'm like, here, I'm gonna build a deck with just what I have laying around. So it wasn't even like full power. It was just what I had laying around, mm -hmm. and it took three of them against me to almost beat me. I still won. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of resent Turgrid so much because we made a Turgrid video and I still get DMs about it. And we, we made the video because it was like, there's like a silly Turgrid combo. If you have Grave Pact and Machaeus the Unhallowed, um, what you do is you sacrifice a creature, uh, your opponent sacrifices their creature with Grave Pact, it goes to your side of the field because of Turgrid, then you sacrifice it, uh, Machaeus the Unhallowed triggers and puts it back under its owner's control... And then you can sacrifice your own creature, and then Turgrid gives you their opponent's creatures back, and you get to win with your opponent's creatures. So we made a video about that because that's silly, and then somehow that became like a like a like a one of the more viewed Turgrid deck videos, and everyone was like asking us for serious like competitive commander Turgrid advice, and we were like, stop. <laughs> we built a deck with a 14 mana combo. Stop asking me for competitive commander advice. It's not supposed to be competitive. <laughs> we were literally like making fun of Turgrid. Right. Like, oh, this card's so good. Here's yeah, a really terrible combo to do with it. What's yeah, the other one exactly. that um, everyone skips their draw and then they search for a card instead? Oh, Marlin the Morrison. Huh? Yeah, so if, if you put, oh, like, okay. Opposition Agent mm -hmm. with that out, they, you just get everyone's draw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, you win. Yeah, that's good. That's my, my friend's competitive commander deck is, is that. It's Varagoth the Blood Sky Sire, and he tutors for Oppo, and then he's plays it, and he either tutors from Marlin and locks people, or he uh, plays the oppo and then uses Vargoth to search someone else's deck for their Thassa's Oracle, and then casts his <laughs> consultation and wins. And it's really silly. Gross. Yeah. Marlin doesn't always work in competitive, because people just kill it. Yeah. Right, but yeah. It's a, it's a cool lock. I will say, my probably my most despised deck was my old roommate Johnny used to live with had a Zedru deck. Uh, if you don't know what Zedru does, it's stupid because <laughs> it lets you donate things, which sounds yeah, nice until they donate things like, um, what, what's that card called? Uh, delusions of grandeur or whatever yep. it is, where like it comes into play, you gain 40 life. And if it leaves play, you lose 40 life. Well, it comes into play. He gains 40 life. Then he gives it to you. So then <laughs> yeah. if you lose 40 life, if it leaves, it's or 20 life that's what it is yeah. it's dumb it's so yep. stupid it had just dumb stuff like that and then he just have like prison effects and whatnot so you couldn't like touch him and then he just went with like insurrection or something like that and just like take control of your creatures and just beat you down like that was such a terrible deck to play <laughs> my friends said deck that you said he used to donate like steel golem so you couldn't cast creature spells. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hated oh, yeah, he, it. yeah, he had stuff like, uh, win, right, not winter orb, but like stuff like that, like meek stone, yeah. things like that. It's like you couldn't mm -hmm. even attack him. It's just like, oh, yep. it's so brutal. It was annoying. <laughs> my, my least favorite thing about Zedru is for a long time, like three, four years, Zedru was the, the hands down, just the only good commander option in Jeskai. So yeah, like, it was like a Jeskai deck, basically. So like, even if you didn't have a Zedru deck built around donating stuff, like every once in a while you'd play an asymmetrical enchantment and donate to some of the draw cards, because it's better than, I don't know, Ruhan the Fomori or Numont the Devastator, yeah. who just get you targeted every single game. Exactly. It wasn't even that good. 
Right. So it's yeah. I used but to like yeah. Zedru artifacts because I could donate some of my asymmetrical artifacts, and it was better than nothing. Yeah. I just wanted just guy. But yeah, that uh, that deck is the reason why my main commander deck still has aura shards in it because I hated. I just hated all of his enchantments and artifacts. Like I'm going to kill everything right now. <laughs> what happened to aura shards? Is that one that the social contract took out? I feel like I feel like that card's still insane bonkers and just people. Oh, I think it's great. I still yeah. play it. People just it's don't awesome. play it because they don't want to take pay three mana to play it and then play a creature. I guess. Yeah. But it's well, super I'm good sorry it's... that I play. I mean, I get that everyone plays I... really cheap removal now, <laughs> but it's like. If it sticks for a turn, it's good. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I can hit almost everyone's enchantments in a couple turns. Like if I go off crazy, you know, it's just like I don't care. It's like yeah, aura shards. The next turn, I play white sun zenith and play a shit ton of cats. Oh, all your stuff's gone. <laughs> that seems I think, good. <laughs> I think it's it's also like a card that that salts people out a lot, and I think that's another reason we don't see it as much. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think people have. I think I don't know. I feel like the. This is this is a weird tangent, but I feel like the casual commander meta with the pandemic got really weird. Where cards like yeah. aura shards and stuff, I feel like were more fine like pre-pandemic. And then the pandemic happened; everyone played a crapload of commander online, and yeah. I feel like discussions <laughs> around power levels shifted a lot in that time because everyone was talking about them a lot. And I think yeah. when we came out of it, things I don't know things were a little different for like the cards that people played, and I think the people focused a lot less on like making opponents lose and a lot more on like focusing on doing their decks thing, which isn't yeah. a complaint. Right. I kind of like that right. better. That's, that's kind of always been my thing because storm player, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's just something I've noticed. And I feel like cards like aura shards are like a casualty of that, that mentality of just like, nah, I want to do the cool thing for my deck. I'm not going to focus so much on disrupting my opponent's decks until it absolutely matters. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't I'll know. still uh, do it me, if you're, if you're annoying kind of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of opposite because I went in like, oh, okay, you know, I don't want to make stupid bonkers busted decks, and now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm gonna if you want to play a busted deck, I'll play a busted deck. Whatever, doesn't matter. If yeah. the game's over five turns, whatever, to play another one. Right. <laughs> like, all my decks are fair, to be honest. Like, like I like I don't like we don't usually do infinite combos or anything. You know, lame like that. Or turn one wins, whatever. Like we we don't have decks like that. And the, honestly, those aren't really that fun. Um, we'd rather just, you know, have a fun game. But, like, yeah, if you have things that are going to take me off on the field, I will destroy them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the same way. I'm a, well, not really. I don't run a lot of removal in my decks that's not designed to, like, be, like, the eject button to save me. But I... I become like a very aggressive politicker when someone has like something yeah. that's that I don't like on the board. Just every time someone says something, I'll be like, "Yeah, but that person has this thing," or something <laughs> like that. Or or I'll like constantly try to make deals to like just undercut what the player I don't like is doing. Just like, oh, if you give me that wish claw talisman, I promise I'll search for land and I'll give it back to you. Just don't give it to that player over there. Or you know what? I'll search for removal. I'll use it. I'll use it on his stuff. I'll reveal it to the table. Just you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll start just being a very aggressive politicker because that's like, I don't know, it's my favorite part about Casual Commander is the shit talking. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we definitely do some of that, too. <laughs> it's so Especially fun. when some of our other friends are playing with us who are have some decks that are less fair, we'll say. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Like our, our friend, our friend uh, Mitch's uh, Miosian deck. Oh, it's that's awful. 
I, it's like I turn four, all your lands are dead, or turn four, you know, whatever else he he has infinite life or whatever the hell the he has like all five of the Miosians and they're all just they're all stupid. <laughs> they're all so dumb. All five of them are terrible. They're they're all absurd cards. Yeah, that's it's always the worst when you're like just trying to like play commander and someone's like, all right, your your entire board is gone. It's turn five. Sorry, I got the nuts. Next game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or sometimes like there's just like someone whose deck is there just to counter you, and it's just like, well, shit, I should have picked a different deck. I was playing my mono green <laughs> spellslinger storm deck, and um, as someone else was playing just like a a pile of cards from um, what's the set with the pyramids and the undead uh, Amonkhet. Thank you from Amonkhet yep. Standard, um, which includes Avid Mind Sensor. And he responded to me cracking my myriad landscape with it, and there are no lands in my top four. And I was just that's like, I, I know that's an Amonkhet standard deck that you've turned into a commander deck, and I can't get mad at you because that's yeah. very on theme, and it's definitely weaker than my deck. But god damn it, I lose this game now. I'm not going to... Okay, I... I'm not gonna even mind censor someone's land fetch. That is so mean. My cousin oh has my a hate God. bears deck, and that's literally what he does. Hell, even mind yeah, censor responds to your fetch. <laughs> my, um, my mono green spell slinger deck is like mono green high tide storm because in legacy high tide storm, your turnabout is four mana, your high tide is one mana, and mono green, your turnabout is vitalized, which untaps all your creatures. You turn your lands into creatures, is one mana, and your high tide is overgrowth, or whatever the one that... Verdant growth? Verdant growth. Mm-hmm. Um, is four mana. So it's the same combo, kind of. So it is correct <laughs> to lands, hate out yeah. my lands. I was like, yeah, I can't really get mad. You you set, you, yeah. you completely eliminated me from the game there. <laughs> it's a hard deck to deal with, too, because like, it's not a lot of people have things that destroy lands. Not a lot of people have like a lot of instants that can like stop yeah. me on the turn that I turn them all into creatures and then immediately storm off and win. So yeah. I can't get mad when people do that to me with that deck. It's a hard deck to deal with. Yeah, we we usually don't play land destruction. That's pretty brutal normally. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm okay with like targeted land destruction. Like if you got a stone yeah. rain in your deck to deal with Nykthos and things like that, mm-hmm. then like hello Austin. My co- my co-host <laughs> is home. Well, hello. <laughs> I will play strip mine just to be that guy, but you know, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, strip mine. As long as you're not doing it with Crucible of Worlds. No, as I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I know some people in our group who do that. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. I, I do it in my landfall deck. <laughs> yeah, because you're an asshole. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's a landfall deck. I'm gonna have fetches and Crucible, and I have strip mine in there. Just as long as you're not like tutoring it out every single game, no, I'm fine yeah, with that. If it's like, a, okay, they're they're all good cards in the deck, and it's not like yeah. your game plan is not I'm gonna get a Richard port and a strip mine and not lock yeah. out my yeah, opponents. Like, my game people. plan is more just hit the landfall triggers. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. if for some reason I had the combo in my opening hand, I'd be like, okay, next game I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to be here this time anyway. Landfall is so fun. I've been building a lot of non-green landfall mm-hmm. decks lately, and it's been yeah. a blast. It's been like my deck building thing over the last like eight months. I will say Omnath is really fun, like with landfall and whatnot. Like that can be a really good time for sure. <clears throat> yeah, Omnath is sick. I've been doing um I have I have Elishnorn landfall right now, the mono white Elishnorn that doubles your uh, landfall trickers, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really fun. And I have um I have uh, mono black with core lash. That I've been working on, which is I, I like oh, yeah. that deck a lot. I ended up giving it away to someone because he liked it more than me. 
um, <laughs> it was proxied. So that's the other nice advantage of proxying right. is like someone just likes my deck and be like, yeah, it took me like 30 minutes to cut this out. Here you go. Um, and then uh, for mono red, I have Godo Landfall, which is sick. It's like a secret commander <laughs> Thembershaw deck. Um, and you just get sort of the an- you get sort of Hearth and Home, attack with Godo, attack again, blink Godo, get sort of the Animist, do it in the next turn, get Bitter Blossom, get like Surveyor's oh, Scope. So every time Godo attacks, you put like eight mountains into play, and eventually you Thembershot and win somehow. It's really fun. Awesome. Yeah. I just I've been really going hard with the the landfall. I haven't touched Mono Blue yet because it just kind of seems too easy with the Moonfolk, but I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Right. And you can just get infinite land with bloob so easily too. So it's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right, just, the, the deck seems solved. Someone just else can. Jedi Navigator one. literally with anything, and it's like, oh, infinite mana. <laughs> yep, like, exactly. Jedi Navigator, Paragon Drake. Jedi Navigator, like the whales that do. Like, there's so many things that untap lands. It's like <laughs> just uh, fork, fork, fork. It's like, yeah, like okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should probably start wrapping things up here. So, uh, thanks for being on again. It was a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was and, great uh, to talk with you. How can we uh, reach you, or <laughs> other fans reach you if they want to? So, uh, I'm a member of Elder Drunken Highlander, which is a YouTube channel that does casual deck techs. If you were in- intrigued by any of the weird things that I spouted today, you'll probably <laughs> like the channel. Um, we. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Drunken Elder, and you can find us on YouTube at that name. I'm also here. I'm going to do something fancy for the people watching the videos. I'm also a member of the Punt Pals hey, podcast, nice. <laughs> which is a comedy podcast about losing that I put on with uh, the great Lauren, who is uh, also known as Mr. MTG underscore hot dog on the internet. Um, and we talk about the 75% of commander players who don't win the game. And uh, that is... I think I think my co-host from Elder Drunken Highlander Austin wants to say <laughs> he's crawled under the green screen. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, how's it going? I love you. <laughs> uh, Austin's my other co-host from Elder Drunken Highlander. He just got home from something, and uh, yeah. So if you enjoy if you enjoy this kind of unhinged stuff, this is pretty constant for our channel, honestly. So definitely check us out. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is a good yeah. time. Yeah, this is a blast. Yeah, it was great talking uh, to you. Um, yeah, if you want to come on again, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'd love to play with you for or something. Yeah, for sure. Heck play yeah. some commander or something. Yeah, uh, for we're, sure. We're, we're we're trying to figure out how to do some actual like commander gameplay like videos. So uh yeah, and always always fun to have some, you know, some folks uh outside of just the usual, you know, play group that we have. So mm-hmm makes it more interesting so like yeah yeah definitely hit me up all right thanks awesome. everybody for watching uh catch you later Bye. have a good one well till next time <laughs>